Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from Nathan Peterman's retirement planning's office, it's the Fourth and Inches show with Jenna and the Sherpa. Jenna, how are you? Well, C.J. Beathard isn't the starter for the 49ers. The Cowboys really, really tanked on Monday night, and then the Penguins went and lost to the Capitals last night. So things are not going great in my world. <laughs> um, sorry to hear that. Well. Uh, but you know what? I am really enjoying Amari Cooper as a cowboy, so it's not all bad. I might be the only one, but it's okay. I will take it. Well, nobody's taking up a uh, GoFundMe account for him yet, so I guess he's in better shape than uh, Nathan Peterman. No, but you know what? If they want to start a GoFundMe account for us, we're probably open to that. <laughs> yeah, very open to that. <laughs> so... So well, here we are. How are you uh, feeling with your with your giants and and all of that? I mean, you just want to rub salt in the wounds. Go ahead. I'm actually picking them. This listen, week. it's just, not like it's not like I really have much of a leg to stand on here. I mean, we got embarrassed by the Titans in prime time. That's not great. We got doubled up by the Titans. Well, I think getting embarrassed by the 49ers is potentially more embarrassing if that does come to pass. But hopefully, it won't. And it wasn't even C.J. Beathard. <laughs> <laughs> no, now we have to refer to them as the flying Nick Mullins. I just, I don't know if I can do it. I'm just, I'm still in mourning. It's been a tough week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what we'll see if he still has a job to come back to. He might get Wally sipped by uh, Nick Mullins. Oh, jeez. You know, if it's going to happen... <laughs> Yeah, couldn't happen to a better guy. But, uh, yeah, I was a little surprised by the Cowboys. I thought they were going to win that game and had picked them in my my weekly pool this week. But, uh, hey, they're still right in the thick of things. Washington, you know, lost to Atlanta. And, you know, Eagles had a bye, so they didn't fall any further behind there. But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But, uh that that NFC East is uh, not looking like it's going to be producing a Super Bowl winner this year. Unfortunately, I don't think so. Um, it the NFC least is a very real thing right now. Um, it nobody's lighting the world on fire. I think it's fair to say. Yeah, the NFC East and the AFC South have definitely been uh, in Houston, starting to look like a real team now, but. Uh, those two divisions, I think a lot more was expected of them this season. I mean, there's always one or two divisions that, you know, you look at them in the middle of the season and say, gosh, that's a really uh, bad collection of football teams. Yeah. But, uh, you know, this year, I, I think it would be the NFC East and the AFC South. Oh, it's rough. It's rough. I just, of course, the really... NFC East isn't anything to write home about either if you're not a Patriots fan. Yeah, and unfortunately, one of my good friends is, and they're just, they're insufferable. doesn't matter what happens. Yeah, they seem to win week after week, uh, even with Rob Gronkowski uh, sidelined or not scoring touchdowns. It just doesn't seem to matter. You know, you plug in Josh Gordon, and he does well for them. They just, you know, you know. The next man up thing is very real like very real there and not a lot of other places uh, yeah that's yeah they, they as much as you despise them you have to admire what they're able to do there but yeah still yeah. doesn't make me want to root for them no no sorry guys Even just not on board eagle. so how can uh, people uh, join us to have in on the the mirth and the frivolity here Who wouldn't want to? But there are several ways you can get a hold of us. We are here every week. Next week, we'll be back at our normal night, Wednesday night. Uh, We're here for an hour. We'll be here from 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern time tonight if you're listening live or if you're listening after the fact. What are you waiting for? Uh, So you can find us all week long all over social media. We are on uh, Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. We are also at FantasyFootballSherpa.com, which has some great content there. Check it out. We're on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show, as well as JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. 
And of course, if you have questions, you need help with your lineups, you just want to sass us, I, I don't want to hear from you Patriot fans. No, that's fine. We'll still talk to you. Uh, we're always happy to talk football. And tonight we've got all kinds of good stuff planned for you, as we do every week. We'll be taking a look game by game at predictions. We'll be telling you who to start and who to sit at every position, giving you some daily fantasy picks, injuries, all kinds of good stuff. So we've got you covered as well as waiver wire picks. So anything you need, we are your one-stop shop. So we should probably just jump right in. All right. uh, We've got four teams on by this week, which is a little bit better than last week when we had six and next week when we're going to have six again. uh, This this week we only have uh, four and, uh, Fortunately, they're not uh, necessarily the juggernauts. We've got the Ravens, Broncos, Texans, and uh, Vikings there. So, you know, hopefully you're not going to be missing too many of those people. I mean, you know, maybe DeAndre Hopkins, but uh, not too many fantasy studs among those four teams so far this year. Well, and a lot of them the, are hurt. The Vikings, I'm of looking course, at you, Stephon Diggs. Uh, <laughs> Stephon Diggs, yeah. Those guys yeah. would be missed, Adam Thielen, but uh, not not too many others. It's a good others, time for the Vikings to have their bye week. The Cowboys actually took an extra one. They took one last week. <laughs> yeah, only that one counted uh, against them. Yeah, well, you know, normally normally everybody wins on our bye week anyway, so it feels about the same. But, you know, I digress. <laughs> okay. So, um do you want to do some injuries? I'm actually prepared for injuries this week, but uh, it's up to you Ooh. if you want to. Uh... Yeah, I'll, I'll throw some out there. Let's see. Let's see if you got anybody else on your list. Um, so okay. I know uh, we're all the nation is all mourning C.J. Beathard and his his wrist and hand issue. They were quote kind of messed up, and obviously he lost a starting job over it. But don't worry, Blake Bortles has been practicing fully this week. He's going to be good to go. So we've got something to rally around. Josh Allen, however, uh, he's been limited at practice. He's been the first one off the field and doing press conferences and sweatshirts instead of pads. Not looking like he's going to play this week with that elbow injury. Uh, Derek Anderson still concussed and probably just doesn't want to play football right now, and I can't blame him behind that offensive line. So the Nathan Peterman experience may be under center again this week. It's not a certainty yet, but keep an eye on it. I don't really think you should be starting any of the three, but that's neither here nor there. Wait, I thought you were a Josh Allen uh, fan. I am, but this week, perhaps not. I don't think there's a ton of fantasy points there. Okay. LaShawn McCoy's coming back from the dead a little bit, so there's something to write home about. Um, Charles Clay, however, with his hamstring injury, did miss practice. He generally doesn't practice on Wednesdays. Thursdays are a little touch and go because he's normally banged up because he's the only guy catching a football there. Um, He's questionable this week. I'd probably have another option, but, again, to each their own. Miami's Kenny Stills uh, still dealing with that groin injury. He's been limited at practice. He was very limited last week in his snap counts. Uh, This week I'd expect him to see a little bit more action, but tread lightly. Also in Miami, Jakeem Grant is dealing with an Achilles injury. He popped up on the injury report yesterday, uh, kind of unexpectedly. He's been limited at practice. He's a lot more questionable. So uh, if you're banking on some Miami receivers, you might want to find some replacements or have a plan B. Rob Gronkowski uh, ended up not playing last week. He's listed as questionable. He's been roaming around a practice field but not practicing full strength with that back and ankle injuries. I would not be surprised if he doesn't play this week and they hold him out because they have their bye coming next week and give him some time to get healthy. You know, they've they've proven they can win a few games without him. So, again, if he's your guy, have a plan B because it looks like he probably won't be on the field this week. Uh, Sam Darnold in New York is likely not playing with that sprained foot. He's wandering around in a walking boot. They're saying he could be out as long as de- until December. Um, I, it's at least going to be this week. It looks like Josh McCown's going to be under center there. A.J. Green, last week we were all assured everything's fine. Don't be alarmed by the walking boot. Now he's going to miss at least two games, Um, possibly more, but I would plan at least two games to have somebody else to fill that spot in your lineup. Sammy Watkins is still not 100% with a foot injury out in Kansas City. They said if he's not 100%, he's not playing, which basically means Sammy Watkins is not playing this week. Uh, They've got their bye week coming as well, so it'll give him some time to get healthy. Darren Sproles was hoping to return to action this week. Unfortunately, he re-aggravated his hamstring injury this afternoon. He is not going to play this week for the Eagles. Sean Lee also re-aggravated his hamstring injury in that pitiful affair on Monday night. He's going to be out at least two to four weeks. So 
this season's just about done. In Washington, uh, Chris Thompson is dealing with rib injuries. He has not been practicing. But it sounds like he's probably not going to play this week. If I was playing behind that offensive line that it almost in its entirety is injured, I maybe would be a little hesitant as well with rib injuries, but Adrian Peterson's not worried. Uh, Jamison Crowder dealing with that ankle injury. He's having trouble cutting the way he wants to, so he's pretty questionable going into this week. But, again, it'll go down to game time. In Chicago, some good news. It looks like Khalil Mack with that ankle injury and Allen Robinson with a groin injury are both on track to play this week after missing the last two games, so they will be back at full strength. In Detroit, Carrion Johnson was limited to practice today with an ankle injury. They're not worried about it. He should play barring some kind of a setback. Toronto Allison in Green Bay, uh, not as lucky. He is on IR now. He's done for the year with a groin injury. He went under the knife, and now playing Russian roulette once you get past Devontae Adams in that wide receiver core, so good luck figuring it out. Des Bryant did not sign with the Packers, but he did sign with the Saints this week, so he's back. Uh, I, I wouldn't go starting him in your lineup this week, but he's on a team again, so that's something. In kicker news, Matt Bryant is uh, working out today and tomorrow, hoping to play this week, coming back from injury. We're keeping our fingers crossed. It looks good. In Tampa Bay, Peyton Barber is still dealing with that ankle injury. He's limited. It looks like he's going to play, but uh, he will be on a bit of a snap count. In Arizona, uh, wide receiver Chad Williams is dealing with his own ankle injury. He's not practicing. He really does not look like he's on track to play. In Seattle, running back Chris Carson, also very uncertain with a hip injury, not practicing, and it does not look good. Leonard Fournette, however, finally coming back to work. He looks like he's going to play this week with that hamstring injury. You know, they traded for Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde didn't play, and now all of a sudden they have a plethora of running backs who are all not all the way healthy. So I'm not really sure what their game plan is, but they seem to have one. We'll just wait and see. Sonny Michelle is on track to play this week with that knee injury against the Titans. Uh, I suspect that New England will probably put up more of a fight. Jordan Reed, unfortunately, finally popping up on the injury report. It did take till week 10 this year, so that uh, might actually be a record. They're calling it a back injury or a neck injury, depending who you ask. It seems to be an upper back issue. He was limited to practice. Looks like he's going to try to play, but just be careful. (laughs) In Cincinnati, TJ, tight end CJ Uzma is dealing with a shoulder injury. He is limited. Charles Clay limited with a hamstring injury. He has not been practicing. Like I said, I would I would certainly have some other options at tight end. It was sort of a rough week last week. And the Redskins also put Paul Richardson on IR with a shoulder injury along with half of their offensive line. So things are going great. <laughs> I ran for Congress and lost and was because of a bribery scandal along the time that it took you to read the injury report. <laughs> you already, you ascended and then fell from grace. And then, it's, yeah. hey, you know what? It's good to yeah. have dreams. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I, I dream of getting caught up in a, being a congressperson, getting caught up in an FBI sting. That's my aspiration in life. I just dream of getting through the injury report without passing out. <laughs> No. That's probably more difficult. I think we'll be than, okay. Uh, getting caught in a bribery sting. The kind of person. Some some days okay. it might be honestly. Okay, uh, well, why don't we take a look at the uh, as far as waiver wire goes for this week? Uh, some running backs. Um, Mike Davis in Seattle, as you alluded to, Chris Carson not a hundred percent, and uh, Rashad Penny who's also uh, on my list, but further down, you know, doesn't, they don't seem to have complete faith in him yet. So um, Mike Davis, Mm -hmm. uh, Jalen Richard, Wendell Smallwood, uh, Naheem Hines, uh, Cordero Patterson, interesting, a little bit banged up, but he's now running back eligible, at least on Yahoo. So, you know, not that you want to start him, not that you want to start him as a running back necessarily, but uh, if he does get 10, 15 carries as a running back, then, that certainly helps uh, you if you're having him slotted as a wide receiver. That's, I think, where the real value is. But uh, um, Giovanni Bernard looks like he's coming back this week. Uh, Jamal Williams getting a little bit more uh, action again in Green Bay, although um, definitely uh, not the guy there. Uh, Josh Adams with uh, the Eagles, Rashad Penny we just talked about, and then theoretic with the uh, Lions, anybody you want to add to the list? No, no, I feel pretty good about the list, actually. Okay. 
uh, wide receivers. We've got uh, DJ Moore with Carolina. Nelson Hagelor, I know you're not a fan, but uh, nope. still in an <laughs> offense that uh, should score a lot of points this week and uh, here on out for the season. You know, the third receiver, mm-hmm. not a bad mm-hmm. option. Uh, Marquise Goodwin, Chris Godwin, who have been talking up most of the season, uh, Danny Amendola, Taylor Gabriel, Christian Kirk, Cole Beasley, Maurice Harris had a nice game for the Redskins next week, uh, mm-hmm. last week, and since uh, most of their uh, receivers are hurt, and as you mentioned, Paul Richardson going on IR, there's definitely room for him to carve out a more permanent role there. Parker with the Dolphins, Keelan Cole, Adam Humphreys with Tampa Bay has had several good games in a row now. David Moore, um, touchdown streak ended at four last week uh, for Seattle, but still uh, potentially a worthwhile pickup. And then John Ross with uh, Cincinnati, who hasn't uh, done much so far this season, but stands to be the beneficiary of any prolonged A.J. Green absence. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm on board with them. Like, I'm really into Christian Kirk, really into Maurice Harris and John Ross this week. Those are probably my top three. Okay, for quarterbacks, uh, Alex Smith doesn't have an offensive line in front of him anymore, at least not uh, one comprised of people that were starting in front of him at the beginning of the season. But I still think he might be a worthwhile pickup this week if you're desperate. Uh, Baker Mayfield, Dak Prescott, Marcus Mariota, Derek Carr, Eli Manning, Nick Mullins, Josh Rosen, Josh McCown. So, yeah, we're really scraping barrel uh the bottom of the barrel there yeah, it's, but, it's uh, kind of a tough it's a tough quarterback week <laughs> you're in a two uh, quarterback league and you've got somebody out on the bye you know good luck to you but uh, those are some of the names that might be out there for you yeah yeah it's it's not pretty okay and then as far as uh, tight ends go yeah this is a really short list just because they're not that many tight ends having a really good season and far fewer available that are having a good season and available on the waiver wire. But uh, Ricky Seals-Jones, Chris Herndon, Vernon Davis would actually be a nice play if Jordan Reed can't go this weekend. And then uh, Nick Mm -hmm. Bennett with uh, Seattle. So as I said, a a rather short list this week, but uh, that's who's on my list. Short and sweet. Yeah. Vernon Davis, I think is a good pick. Um, you know, beyond that, there's not a lot of guys that are, are available that are starting. I mean, between bye weeks and injuries, it's slim pickings. With Vernon Davis, my fear is that he might be uh, in blocking all we all game too, just to have an extra person there to try to fend off a defensive lineman. Although, uh, if, I, yeah. if I were coaching the Redskins, I would be doing that all day. That's a very valid fear. Well, their one potential saving grace is that they're playing Tampa Bay this weekend, and Tampa Bay's defense yeah. is not scaring anybody this year, but still, you know, taking a starting uh, defensive line against a backup offensive line, no matter how bad the not starting ideal. defensive line is, they'll usually win that matchup. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right there. So um, oh. before we get into the top lists, uh, top 10 lists this week, uh, had a few players um, wanted to get your reaction on. Uh, what do you make of the Go whole uh, Levian Bell uh, situation, and what impact do you think that's going to have on James Conner? I I'm not entirely convinced that Le'Veon Bell is going to sign his tender this week. Uh, I mean, obviously he's not playing tonight. Not that the Steelers are missing him. Um, I mean, if you're listening to this real time, you know that. But I just, I'm not convinced that there's enough incentive for him to come back. The worst thing that could have happened to him was James Conner being as good as he's been. So I think he he's probably just going to sit out there the rest of the season. I just, I don't know. And even if he comes back, though, I think I think it's still worth having James Conner on your team because you've got at least a couple of weeks before he's up to full speed. Yeah, he's been working out, but nobody's, he hasn't been hit by anybody. And I, I just hate when guys hold out like this. You know, they come back and you tweak a hamstring or something happens. It just never seems to be a seamless transition. Yeah, I don't know, though, but why would – and, again, I'm just reading tea leaves here, but why would he have gone from Miami to Pittsburgh if he was intending not to sign? I don't know. 
he hasn't talked to anybody. He just seems to be playing pickup basketball. Like, I, I'm not sure. Maybe he's going to rush a fraternity next. I don't know what his game plan is. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure he does either. That's the problem. Well, his agent doesn't seem to know what his, what uh, Le'Veon Bell's His agent's still struggling is. to read the collective bargaining agreement correctly, from what I understand. So that's not great. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. uh, I, mm-hmm. I hear Antonio Brown might need a driver soon. So, uh, Maybe Levian Yeah, Bell I mean, could, uh, there's a position a open. To work. There's a nice car yeah. he was speeding in, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, and the other one I wanted to ask you about, uh, you alluded to the fact that you wouldn't start Des Bryant this week, and it sounds like the Saints might agree with you, but what do you see as his fantasy prospects uh, longer uh, term? I mean, Drew Brees... Yeah, even though he set the touchdown record um, earlier this season, I mean, the uh, yardage uh, mark earlier this season, he hasn't been having one of his better seasons. The Saints are winning in spite of that, and Mike, Michael mm-hmm. Thomas having a decent season. Throw uh, Des Bryant into the mix, and what do you make of that? I think Dez is going to be a, a decent flex play. I think it's de- going to depend on matchups, but I think he's certainly worth having on a team. I think he's got a lot to prove. I mean, the all the reports have been that he's lost a step and he's not nearly as good as he once was, and he's got to prove people wrong because he probably wants a job next year. And, you know, the Saints, I think it's a good thing for them because it'll distract a little bit from Michael Thomas. It gives you a few more options, especially when you have – you know, the Ted Gaines of the world going on IR over the last couple of weeks. So, you know, they needed to put some more warm bodies out there. I think it'll be a good enough decoy. Do I think he's going to, you know, put up huge numbers? Do I think he's going to put up wide receiver one numbers? No. Uh, On a good week, maybe a wide receiver two. More than not, I I think a flex option, though. Okay. So with that, why don't we head into our uh, top ten lists for the week. Uh, Do you want to start us off with running backs? Sure. Um, I think it's it's pretty safe to say the top of my list, maybe not the top of yours. We shall see. Uh, but I've got Todd Gurley at the top of my list, followed by Kareem Hunt, Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, who I'm always higher on than you, Melvin Gordon, Ezekiel Elliott, David Johnson, uh, James White, Joe Mixon, and Tevin Coleman rounding out my top 10. Okay. You're, uh, you'll be happy to know we agreed exactly on our top four picks. Okay. Well, we haven't done that in a while. You had Saquon Barkley all the way up at four. I'm proud of you. I did. Uh, Todd Gurley was top of my list for this week. Kareem Hunt, two. Alvin Kamara, three. Saquon Barkley, four. James Conner, who I didn't hear on your list, five. Melvin Gordon, six. Joe Mixon, seven. Jordan Howard, eight. Tevin Coleman, nine. And Marlon Mack, assuming his foot is healthy enough for him to play, would be 10th on my list. Some others whose mm-hmm. matchups I like are uh, James White, Edo Smith, uh, Aaron Jones, and Wendell Smallwood. Okay. I can get behind those. Yeah, Wendell Smallwood could have himself a very sneaky big game this week, which is, it pains me to say, but here we are. <laughs> hey, uh, how about your uh, avoid list? Well, uh, some of these guys ended up on our injury report, but Peyton Barber's on my list, TJ Yeldon. Doug Martin, Ito Smith, who I like. I have on a lot of teams I just don't love this week. Uh, Derek Henry, Corey Clement, Frank Gore, uh, Theo Riddick, Jamal Williams, pretty much any any Green Bay running back at this point. Um, Spencer Ware, Josh Adams, LeGarrette Blunt. There's not a lot in the way of, you know, running back by committees that I'm into this week. Okay, at the top of my list is David Johnson, who I know is on your recommended list. We can talk more about our uh, outlooks for the our predictions for the games in a little bit. Uh, Leonard Fournette coming back from from the hamstrung, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I think he's last played in week three or four. But I am not real sure that uh, I would want to start him this week for several reasons. Uh, Lashawn mm-hmm. McCoy, Kenyon Drake, Jalen Richards. Carlos Hyde and Doug Martin uh, rounding out my uh, avoid list for running back. I don't have 10 on okay. my list this week, but uh, the ones I have, That's I feel okay. pretty strongly about. Yeah. Hey, you're strong in your convictions. I totally disagree with you on David Johnson, but that's all right. Okay. That's what we're here for. <laughs> that's what we're here for. All right. 
Uh, wide receivers, uh, Tyreek Hill is at the top of my list this week. Julio Jones, second. Antonio Brown, third. T.Y. Hilton, fourth. Devontae Adams, sixth. Odell Beckham, Jr., seventh. Brandon Cooks, eighth. Juju Smith-Schuster, nine. Keenan Allen, ten. And then some others, um, some honorable mentions, Alshon Jeffrey, Robert Woods, Josh Gordon, and Golden Tate. Okay. A uh, little, little different order, but that's all right. Uh, I actually have Julio Jones at the top of my list, Antonio Brown, Michael Thomas, Tyreek Hill I have down at four, Odell Beckham Jr. rounding out my top five, Keenan Allen, Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, Tyler Boyd, and Juju Smith-Schuster rounding out my top ten. I've got Brandon Cooks just on the outside with T.Y. Hilton. Okay. Uh, for avoid list, uh, Jordy Nelson, top of my avoid list, Kelvin Benjamin, hmm. Martavis Bryant, Danny Amendola, Kenny Stills, Devontae Parker, i.e. if you're a Miami wide receiver, no thanks for this week. Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald, Kaelin Cole, Dante Moncrief, and Dee Westbrook. So, again, your Jacksonville receiver, yeah. Arizona receiver, Miami receiver, and Oakland receiver, I don't watch you on my starting lineup this week if I can help it. Yeah, I'm with you there. I'd also probably throw uh, Chris Hogan on that list. Uh, Robbie Anderson, pretty much all of the Jets wide receivers. They're just, they're just a little too banged up for my liking. But, yeah, yeah, I don't have too much of a problem with your avoid list. <laughs> okay. Uh, how about uh, quarterback? Who do you like this week? Well, I've got Patrick Mahomes at the top of my list, followed by Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, Phillip Rivers, Jared Goff, Tom Brady, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Russell Wilson, and Carson Wentz. Mitchell Trubisky, just outside looking in at number 11. Okay, I have uh, Patrick Holmes, one, Matt Ryan, two, Mitchell Trubisky, third, Aaron Rodgers, fourth, Ben Roethlisberger, five, Jared Goff, six, Carson Wentz, seven, Andy Dalton, eight, Tom Brady, nine, Andrew Luck, ten, honorable mentions, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Eli Manning, and Alex Smith. My avoid list is Dak Prescott. It's just dumb. I am not excited about it. Um, Blake Bortles, Eli Manning, Cam Newton, uh, Nick Mullins, not C.J. Beathard, Josh Rosen, Andy Dalton, Baker Mayfield. You know, those are, those are guys I'm not looking to play this week, unless I'm in a two-quarterback league, which I am, but not for all my teams. <laughs> hey, for me, Josh Rosen would be at the top of my avoid list. Uh, um, Josh Allen and Nathan, Nathan Peterman, whoever it is that ends up starting for that hot mess of the team. I don't want Blake Fortles, David Carr, Josh McCown, and Brock Osweiler all rounding out my list. The Brock Weiler. Not making, not making the start list for you. <laughs> not making the start list. He's oh, well, there's always not only not made the start list, but he's not even in purgatory. He's definitely on the avoid list. Oof, tough place to be. The only reason he's not higher on my avoid list is because I don't think people would actually consider starting him unless, again, you're in a two-quarterback league and, you know, you, you know, both of your other quarterbacks are on by. Yeah, even then it's not a good deal. Yeah. So moving on to tight ends, Travis Kelsey at the top of my list, Zach Earth, mm-hmm. Austin Hooper, Jimmy Graham, Trey Burton, Eric Ebron, Rob Gronkowski, if he is healthy enough to play, Evan Ingram, CJ Uzama, um, Uzama, um, if he's healthy enough to play, Vance McDonald, and then honorable mention to uh, Jordan Reed, Vernon Davis, whichever one starts there, Jack Doyle and Jesse James. Yeah, I'm I'm a little higher on Jack Doyle than you are. I'm actually very high on Jack Doyle this week. But uh, I've got Travis Kelsey at the top of my list as well, followed by Zach Ertz, George Kittle, who, uh, tell me if you've heard this story before, obviously. I'm always recommending him. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, if he plays, I'm happy to put him at number four. Greg Olson, Jimmy Graham, Jack Doyle coming in at seven on my list. Jared Cook, O.J. Howard, Trey Burton, and then I have Evan Ingram and Austin Hooper just on the outside looking in. All right, for my avoid list, it's pretty short um, just because mainly you, know, you really 
the beggars can't be choosers when it comes to tight ends on the waiver True. wire. But if you do need to go to the waiver wire for one, you know, or even not on the waiver wire, but if you do need to start one of these guys this week, uh, you're probably in trouble. Jared Cook with Oakland. Uh, he's had some nice games this week. Just don't like the matchup. Uh, he's had some nice games this year. Don't like the matchup this week. Ricky Seals-Jones, Charles Clay, and Mike Gesicki uh, rounding yeah, out I'm, my Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm more team. optimistic about Jared Cook than you are, but that's okay. Um, I'd also throw the Steelers' tight ends, Vance McDonald and Jesse James, on the list. Uh, I agree with you on Ricky Seals-Jones, Nick Vanitz, and Cameron Brait. I, I just don't want any part of it. Okay, uh, how about uh, defenses that you like this week? Uh, like the Bears a lot. I'm sure that's not a surprise. Uh, also, the Jets I have ranked pretty high here. Buffalo, like you said, hot mess express. The Chiefs, Chargers, Rams, the Eagles, the Patriots, uh, the Bills, and the Packers, uh, and the Colts would be my top ten. Okay, I only have – I expect most of the games this week to be pretty high scoring, so there's only five that I really, really like. And yeah, but um, at least you believe in five. I do. The Jets are at the top of my list. Indianapolis, the Chargers, Green Bay, and Kansas City. Those are, um, for me, clearly, uh, those are far and away the best uh, defenses to start this week. Yeah. It, like you said, it's a higher scoring week, for sure. <laughs> it's not um, a defensive, uh, you know, hotbed for fantasy points, if you will. So how about um, defenses to avoid this week? Who are you looking to stay away from? Oof. Um, well, an awful lot of them. Uh, I, I'm definitely looking to avoid the Browns' defense for sure and the Falcons' defense on the other side as well. Um, the Panthers and the Steelers, uh, it just that game uh, obviously in progress now, but I, I don't know if I saw it being this high scoring, but I certainly saw points. Uh, the Saints, Lions, Dolphins, Titans, it just there's going to be some people giving up points. Hey, um, for me, the ones that I want to avoid are Carolina, who's at the top of my list, Arizona, New Orleans, Tampa Bay, Cleveland, Detroit, Miami, Seattle, and Dallas. Uh, rounding out my list. That's fair. Um, why don't we head into some uh, individual games then and see what we think, um, see how that jives with our uh, recommendations by position then. Uh, first up is the Thursday night game, the Pittsburgh hosting Carolina and um didn't think it would be as high scoring as it has been so far. But, I sure uh, wish I could change my score now, but I mean, I'm committed to what I'm committed to, even though we're in the second quarter of this game. Jeez, a week. Yeah, <laughs> I I picked Pittsburgh to win, but I thought it would be a close game. I had a final score of Pittsburgh 31, uh, Carolina 24, which is pretty laughable given what the score is now already. I mean, it's it's I mean, it's 31-14 for those of you listening later in the show, but. I mean, I had the Steelers winning 28-24, so I'm clearly already blown out of the water. This works for me because the Steelers are uh, given four and a half points here if you're playing against the spread, so I'm a happy camper. But a lot of fantasy output here. That is for sure. Sunday games, first one up, Arizona has an early game at Kansas City. Tough start. I don't see this being competitive. I mean, yes, Kansas City's defense isn't the best in the world, but uh, Arizona's offense, nothing to write home about with a rookie quarterback. And even with David Johnson, I know he's a good pass catcher and they figure to be behind early and often, but uh, I still think that uh, Kansas City wins this uh, easily with uh, not a ton of Arizona fantasy value. I'll go with the final score of Kansas City 35, Arizona 21. Okay. I, I went Kansas City 37, 21. So 
we're thinking along the same vein here. Uh, I actually, I originally had this 37-17, but I gave Arizona a little bit of the benefit of the doubt, and mostly because of David Johnson. I think that's where all of your production is going to be. Uh, he's really the only guy on that team I want to start right now. Okay, next we have the, the battle of the lousy New York teams. Um, of course, if you could put the third New York team in that category too, but you can only have two teams on the field at a time, maybe they should just have like a, you know, a soccer tournament and they each play each other and uh, it'd probably be a bunch of scoreless ties. But uh, anyway, uh, Jets are at home against Buffalo. As you mentioned, uh, rookie quarterback Sam Darnold on the shelf this week. Josh McCown uh, certainly has had some success as the Jets quarterback, starting quarterback the last couple of seasons. Yeah, definitely not the quarterback of the future for the Jets, or at least if he is at his age, they're in trouble. Um, yeah. I think the Jets win this in spite of the injuries, but again, you know, both teams could be starting second or even third string quarterbacks in this game. I'll go with the final score of Jets 24, Buffalo 17, but really all bets are off uh, with, with both the, with all the starting quarterbacks uh, pretty much, you know, hurt right now yeah the first two games not real watchable on saturday or sunday i mean just luckily it gets better but i've got the jets winning this 21 13 and i wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these points come from both defenses i think this is more capitalizing on people's mistakes than like well-played football especially because they're not healthy by any stretch of the imagination um this is not one you want to find a lot of your fantasy starters in. Yeah, I I, I put the over under at ten safeties on this game. <laughs> you know, I might sign up to watch that. <laughs> that would be an interesting game. Um, yeah, next up, that, we've that got uh, next up we've got Indianapolis hosting Jacksonville, and who would have thought that uh, you know if you had said earlier this season that one of these two teams would be, uh, you know, in playoff contention. You probably would have thought that to mean Jacksonville, but uh, lo and behold, uh, they're really not uh, not doing very well this season. And Indianapolis, still not convinced they're for real and still don't think they're the best team in the division. I think honor goes to Houston, who has a bye this week. But I do think Indianapolis will continue their recent winning ways, um, especially if Marlon Mack is healthy. He's been a a real uh, find for them this season. I'll go with the final score here, Indianapolis 27, Jacksonville 17. I've got this a little bit closer. Obviously, I am much more a Blake Bortles believer than you are, and like 99% of the world is, which is okay. Um, I have Indy winning this, but by a field goal, I've got them winning 30 to 27. Uh, I think the Jacksonville defense is a little banged up. Indianapolis can capitalize on that. But, you know, Indianapolis has 87 running backs that are almost healthy now. And they've got a couple of wide receivers, and Blake Bortles is back. So I think they've got a chance of uh, of putting up some points here. All right. Uh, next up, we've got New England on the road at Tennessee. Tennessee, of course, uh, fresh off that Monday night victory. I can't remember who they beat, but Jana probably can fill us in. And I think Tennessee will play New England a little bit uh, tighter than the than the the line, the official line, the spread might indicate. But I, I still think uh, New England, even if they're not at their best, uh, will find a way to win this. Uh, even if they're Gronkowski-less, I'll go with New England to win this by a field goal in one of their closer uh, games this season. I'll say New England 27, Tennessee 24. I've got New England winning this 30 to 24. So uh, along the same lines, I think Tennessee, I think they're better than people have given them credit for a lot of the season. Um, I I don't necessarily think that the Cowboys did a great job of looking like they were a real football team last week, but Tennessee did their part. They showed up and I think they're going to show up again against the Patriots. I think the defense is going to keep a minute. Marcus Mariota is going to have to throw the ball a ton, but I think they can do it. They'll be a they'll be a factor. Yeah. They'll hang around, and then the fourth quarter will come, and New England will turn on the Jets like they do every week for whatever reason. I don't know why we can't just do this earlier. So, you know, maybe I can go to sleep a little sooner. But, you know, I guess we're saving the best for last. 
uh, Dion Lewis, what do you think? I know a lot has been made of the playing against his old team there, but uh, I don't know. He's, <laughs> he's not really done all that much with Tennessee so far, and you know, people always talk about how motivated players are going up against their warmer teams, but I, I just don't see I'm going to be honest, there can't be anything more motivating as a running back than actually being on the Patriots roster, because, like, you don't have a job from, like, day to day. You're constantly fighting for your job. And they're going to sign a guy who sells insurance and probably still start him over you. I mean, it's it's got to be exhausting. Well, I mean, Derrick Henry was there in Tennessee. I was a little bit, uh, I thought that was kind of an odd signing, you know, for if Dion Lewis had a pick I just don't, I don't feel go. like they complement each other, you know? Like, they're a similar running back. Yeah, I mean, stature-wise, they're not so similar, but... Uh, True. Yeah, it just seemed like an odd place for him to go, and that so far it really hasn't worked out for either of them, much less the fans or no. their fantasy not owners. So but, uh, yeah. Next up, we have a game that I'm excited for. That's the... Bengals hosting New Orleans. New Orleans, of course, fresh off uh, knocking the Rams from the unbeaten perch. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, I'm sure they got lots of uh, champagne and caviar from the 1972 Miami Dolphins this week. Those that are well, Mercury with us. Morris. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I think Cincinnati is going to find a way to pull off the, the mini upset here and I still think the Steelers are a better team, but uh, Cincinnati, I don't think, is that far behind, of course, now without A.J. Green for a few weeks. You know, Tyler Boyd's going to have to step up. Um, John Ross is going to have to step up. You know, maybe Giovanni Bernard, if he's healthy, can play more of a role in the passing game. But I do think that uh, Cincinnati will um, win this at home. I'll go with a final score of uh, Bengals 30, Saints 27 in a shootout. I see this game a little bit differently. Um, I think New Orleans wins this pretty handily. I've got them winning 32-21. I, I don't think this is a fair fight. I think Cincinnati is very banged up. I think New Orleans is riding high right now. And I just, even even going to Cincinnati, I just don't think Cincinnati's on the same level as the Saints team. I'm not arguing that they are, but I think they're a better team at home, and I don't think they're that much worse. I think Andy Dalton is having just as good a season as Drew Brees. I mean, maybe not, you know, quite stat-wise, but, uh, you know, what he's been able to do with the team. I mean, sure, he has A.J. Green to throw to. I, mm-hmm. I'm I'm impressed by your uh, Ginger Ninja friend uh, so far this year. The old Ginger Ninja. Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would love for him to come out and, and take it to Drew Brees. I just don't know if they have enough in the tank. Okay. Next up, we've got yeah. uh, Washington traveling to Tampa Bay. Washington, as we mentioned before, uh, all their most of their starters on their offensive line banged up, running back banged up, tight end banged up. Yeah, not not a wide receivers banged up. Everybody, there. wide receivers banged Alex up. Alex yeah, Smith is still healthy. I don't know how much longer yeah. though behind that offensive line, but for the moment, still healthy. Yeah, I just, again, this pick might be a little bit contrarian, but, you know, Tampa Bay has been so awful on defense this year that I just don't think they can find a way to stop even a team playing with a second-string offensive line. So I'm going to maybe optimistic here, but I'm going to go with the Redskins to win this uh, 30-27. to I'm taking Socrates. I know you're shocked by this. Uh, I've got Tampa Bay winning 27-21. I just think that Washington is a little too banged up. I think Tampa Bay's got to bounce back. They have to look a little more functional. And I think this is kind of a cure-all for them. So next up, we've got uh, Atlanta at Cleveland. And I think, you know, much as uh, they did in Washington last week, I think Atlanta offense is going to have a field day on the road yet another week. And Cleveland, you know, there were some signs of hope when uh, Baker Mayfield originally took over there, but unfortunately their defense has been letting them down the last few weeks. And uh, I think Atlanta wins this pretty easily, even though their own defense is nothing special. Uh, uh, I'll go with the final score here of Atlanta 34, Cleveland 24. 
I mean, I, I, I mean, for the last two years, have really picked a lot of Cleveland upsets, but even this, I can't do. Uh, Atlanta, I've got winning 30 to 23. I think Cleveland's gonna hang around. I think they're gonna put up some points. Neither defenses here are really anything to write home about, but Atlanta just has more weapons. Matt Ryan versus Baker Mayfield. I'm taking Matt Ryan every day. Okay, and next up we've got uh, Detroit at Chicago. I had an inkling to take Detroit in this game, but the more I thought about it, the just you know, I, I can't really see it happening. If Khalil Mack was going to be out again, I could have taken Detroit, no problem. But uh, he's back. <laughs> yeah, I'm even if uh, Khalil Mack weren't there, I think I'd be picking Chicago. But as it is uh, with him, and uh, yeah, I'm going to pick them by ten points. I'll go with the final score: Chicago 34. Detroit 24, and that's even um, not expecting much of Allen Robinson in his return, but uh, I still think the Bears will win this easily if the Mitchell Trubisky improvement uh, continues. Yeah, I mean, he's really doing things. And granted, we we did see Matt Stafford almost die week one against the Jets defense that is not as good as the Chicago one. Um, But I have this as a closer game. I have Chicago winning 24-20. I think this is going to be more the stereotypical – you know, and if the North battle where it's a ground and pound them, it's a real defensive struggle. I don't think there's going to be a huge amount of, you know, offense here, but I think it's a well-played football game. I, this is one I'm very interested to watch. And the one thing that uh, I will admit to being wrong, Matthew Stafford is not going to be the top quarterback in fantasy this year. Well, the Falcons aren't going to win the Super Bowl either. So, I mean, we definitely, we we had some misses. <laughs> Pick the uh, Cardinals to win the NFC West, too, and that's not working out too well. Um, Atlanta, I did like Matt Ryan as my second favorite uh, fantasy quarterback going into the season. So, you know, he's yeah. um, somewhat living up to that. But uh, still, uh, I don't think too many people saw Patrick Mahomes uh, being as good as he was. No. I think a lot of people thought he'd be a decent uh, starter, but uh, not doing the things he's been doing, so uh, kudos to him. Mm-hmm. So with you. next up, with the, you there, so. Sunday late games, we've got the Chargers traveling up the coast to Oakland. And Oakland, uh, after that uh, stinker they threw up against the 49ers on Thursday night football last week, I yeah. just have a hard time trusting it. And, you know, I think the Chargers are a lot better team than the 49ers, but of course Oakland's at home, but I don't think it matters. I think the Chargers win this easily by going with the final score of uh, 27-17. Actually, the same score. I have the Chargers winning 27-17. Yeah, like you said, there's the Chargers have a lot more going for them right now, even being a little bit banged up and being quote-unquote on the road. They're not really on the road here, but Oakland just I mean, I guess at this point, we're just not worried about this season. We're just worried about, you know, having a big bang in the first year in Vegas. I'm not really sure what their strategy is. I'm not entirely sure they have one. But what they're doing is not winning games. Well, that'll get them uh, a higher pick for themselves. But, uh, yeah, you know, we'll see. The, the Giants-49ers uh, game, that could be interesting. That could be the, the tanker Tankerstein Bowl. It's a game with a lot on the line. You you might not have thought it when you looked at the schedule this week, but there are implications here. Yeah, but they don't have to do with the, the playoffs. They have to do with the top picks in the draft. Uh, yeah, the playoffs like five years from now they have to do with. <laughs> perhaps if they make the right pick in the draft next spring, which is doubtful on both accounts. But next well, up we've It's not got... like the NFC East has done a whole lot well as far as drafting, aside from Taquan Barkley, obviously. Yeah, I know Dell Beckham Jr. was a nice pick a few years ago, but uh, yeah, their their draft record in recent years has not been very stellar. Uh, no. Next up, we've got Miami at Green Bay. Miami looked good for a few weeks, but sputtered last week. Um, I just think uh, Green Bay, even though they've had their own problems, you know, this year. I mean, when you know, I think that's you know, four or five, four and five after nine games. It's the first time they've been 
sub 500 in the Aaron Rodgers era in quite a long time, but uh, I'm going to go with them to get back to 500 this week. I'll say uh, Green Bay wins this game handily. Final score: Packers 31, Chargers 20. I with the Packers winning this 27-17. Um, I I think Mike McCarthy is running out of time in Green Bay. I think, like you said, Miami they had three really good weeks, and then kind of the bottom fell out here. The Brockweiler is not leading them to the victories quite the way they thought they would. But, you know, they're they're very banged up. They're going to Green Bay. Like you said, Green Bay is sub-500, which is not a place they want to stay. Um, and barring something crazy happening, it's hard to see Miami winning this game. I think their defense keeps them around for a while in it, though. Yeah, they had several good weeks, and then the fins fell off, so to speak. Yeah. Brian Tannehill's shoulder exploded. The fins fell off. It's It's been rough. Yeah. Seattle at the Rams. This should be an interesting game. Uh, Seattle's mm-hmm. offense has been better than expected. Uh, Rams have one of the top offenses in the game. I think that means this will likely be a shootout. Uh, Rams coming off their loss to the Saints last week. I'll say that they rebound this week. I'll go with the uh, the final score of Rams 31, Seahawks 27. I've got the Rams winning 30 to 24, so similar vein, but uh, uh, just it, it worries me a little bit. The Seahawks have some injuries. Chris Carson not being healthy is an issue. And like you said, the Rams need to bounce back. They got something to prove. They finally got their first loss. So, in a way, that monkey's off their back. But I think they come out strong, and this week, you know, it, it's nice playing Seattle on the road and not in Seattle. You take advantage of it and get those wins when you can. Next up, the Sunday night game, which I'm sure you're excited about, uh, Dallas at mm. Philadelphia. And, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about this game. But uh, <laughs> one of the few weeks when I'd actually be rooting for the Eagles uh, I'll go with the final score here of Eagles at home, 31, Cowboys 24. Well, I mean, that's generous of you. Um, I'm going to pick the Cowboys to win this, 24-21. <laughs> Part of this is wishful thinking and how I'd really like it to go. I think that things will be a little smoother. Um, I'm not too worried about being in Philadelphia. I think that the entire NFC East is really a, a kind of a, a mismatch of, te- of parts on teams. I don't think the Eagles are all that much better off than the Cowboys are, despite how the record looks. But, you know, not having Sean Lee is a bad thing. I think having Amari Cooper with another week under his belt is good. Dak Prescott needs to look better or else, you know, nobody would have a job. So I think Dallas is a little motivated this week and they pull off the mini upsets. Okay. You might know the answer to this question. I was, kind of confused when I turned on the game and saw the uh, Cowboys wearing their uh, their blue jerseys at home last week. When's the last time that they, uh, before that, that they had done that? Ooh. That's a good I question. Think of the time in recent history. I know a lot of teams will... I want to say know, they did it in the Tony Romo usual. era at some point, but I could be wrong about that. Okay, yeah, I couldn't remember. Nothing was coming to mind uh, easily, but yeah, that's, that's interesting. I'm guessing it's probably going to be a while before that happens again, given the outcome last week and the general superstitious yeah, I I nature not of those doing involved it again. in sports. So, yeah. All right. Uh, and that brings us <laughs> to the game everybody's talking about. Uh, the game Monday of the night, week. Uh, matchup, matchup of the Titans. Last week we had the actual Titans playing on yeah. Monday night this week, we have uh, um, two teams, neither of which uh, plays in the city that bears the team's name, the uh, East Rutherford Giants and the Santa Clara 49ers. But, uh, you know, since I am a fan of the East Rutherfordians, I'll go with them to win, and maybe that's a bit of a homer pick. But uh, I think you could make a plausible case for them winning this game. I'll go with the uh, Giants to win 27 27- 24, and hopefully that's not as much of a homer pick as your uh, Cowboys pick was. I openly admit that was a homer pick. I'm not ashamed of it, and I'm not taking it back. Um, but um, I I also 
see your homer pick, and I'm I'm on board with it. I have the Giants winning. A little bit more of a barn burner, and by barn burner I mean like not exactly a well played game, but I have the Giants winning 21-16. A lot of a lot of holes on both sides of these teams. You know, maybe they're ready for prime time. Maybe they're not. I'm I'm really enjoying watching Saquon Barkley play. Like I I'm openly on board with him. I hate that he's not a cowboy. That'd be great if he was. It'd be better if he just wasn't anywhere else in the NFC East. But he is really a special talent, and I'm I'm excited to get to watch him. That's pretty much what I'm taking out of this game. You have a few minutes uh, left. Do you want to uh, tap into your wealth of uh, DFS knowledge and tell us who's on your radar for this week? Yeah, we got some we got some decent value picks this week uh, at quarterback. Alex Smith, you know, hoping he survives behind that offensive line for an entire game. The price is right. Marcus Mariota, I think, is a great value this week. Baker Mayfield and the Ginger Ninja Andy Dalton, who you're a little higher on than I am, but DFS-wise, definitely a good way to go. At running back, Deion Lewis, we talked about a little bit. Um, the price is right. There are points to be had. Even though you might not want him on your, your year-long fantasy team, Daily Fantasy, this is the week for him. Tevin Coleman, Mike Davis, and Duke Johnson Jr. round out my value picks at running back. At wide receiver, Marquez Valdez, uh, Scantling, and Green Bay. Maurice Harris, who we talked about, as well as John Ross, Anthony Miller, Chris Godwin, Larry Fitzgerald, and Adam Humphreys. Uh, so you've, got, you've definitely got some options, especially at wide receiver. All play well as flex options, too. At tight end, I can't tell you enough how great Jack Doyle is and how great he's going to be. Vernon Davis, if I had to pick one, he's the one I'm going to go with in Washington. David Njoku and Trey Burton. And then defensively, the Chiefs and the Bears would be my go-to. Spend up a little bit. It'll be worth it there. Uh, but you got some decent options, even on a bye week. And it helps with being higher scoring this week, for sure. <laughs> and we have a couple minutes left. I wanted to ask you about uh, trade, since many leagues have their uh, trading deadline coming up. Uh, soon yeah. wanted to see if there were any players you were targeting. Are you much of a trader, or do you tend to stick to I'm not, the I'm not players a huge trade guy. And... I I like to go with the guys who got me to the dance. I have a a good system when I draft. You know, I'm I'm the nut job that takes a look at bye weeks to make sure I can field a full roster when I'm drafting, depending what week it is. And you know, I take a lot of that into account. And at this point, I, I really try to stick with what I have because I just Right now, I, like I hate, especially coming down to the trade deadline, I just feel like you get boxed in a little bit too much. So for me, I try to stay put, but if the right offer comes along, I'm not opposed to it. Well, say you had, and here's a hypothetical, say you had James Conner, would you be mm-hmm. willing to trade him at this point for a, you know, maybe not a, a Travis Kelsey or a Zach Ertz, but would you be, yeah, would you be willing to uh, give up a, a decent tight end in order to acquire him? Or would you be willing to give him up in order to acquire a decent tight end? No, I'd ha- I'd hang on to him. I really, I'm really not believing in Le'Veon Bell being a huge thing. This, these could words could come back and bite me in a couple of weeks, and I'm okay with that. I just think James Conner is he's the guy that got him here. He's going to be the one they stick with. Le'Veon Bell, there's, you know, no loyalty there on his end, apparently. So I don't know why he should be able to waltz in and just take his job right back. Um, unless Connor gets hurt, I, I think it's still his job, and I'd hang on to him. But I think the Steelers, if Le'Veon Bell does sign, they're just going to feed him to the meat grinder for the last four to six weeks Maybe. of the season and then you know, ride him through the playoffs and then just say, thank you, you're done and then go back to James Conner next year and use uh, James Conner maybe a little bit more than the Falcons are using Edo Smith now, but use him in more of a complimentary role. Or maybe they even, you know, split Levy and Bell out, you know, some and, you know, try to get both, uh, you know, Bell and Conner and Antonio Brown on the field at the same time, which would make them really interesting to watch. It would be. I mean, we'll see come Tuesday whether or not that franchise tag gets signed, but, I think I'd hang on to Connor. I think he's still got a lot of value going down the stretch. Uh, we have a lot of value going down the stretch as well. You are in the you know final quarter or third of your season, however you want to look at it, and you're making your playoff push with your fantasy team. So come back each week. 
We've got you covered. You can find us all week long on FantasyFootballSherpa.com, on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number 4THN inches show, Fantasy underscore Sherpa, and JKIM16. We'll be back next Wednesday night at 9 o'clock, as we are every week, giving you all the news and notes, who to start, who to sit, injuries, fit, daily fantasy picks, waiver wires, all that good stuff. And if you have line-up questions all week long, just come find us. Like I said, we're all over social media and happy to help. So good luck, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. And, you know, not as good of luck unless you're playing us. <laughs>